At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Femi Bebefei coming to you from the South Point Hotel and Casino. It is Sunday, September 5th, a fabulous football weekend. We're going to dive real deep into it, a full college football slate that we had yesterday. But first, I want to bring up my co-host out in Denver in the Rocky Mountain areas, James Salinas. James, first time that we've worked together. Um, first of all, nice to meet you virtually here. And uh, how's it going? How was your football weekend uh, going here thus far? Family, well, first off, same to you. Great to be on with you, partner. And I've been on the DL for a little while. I'm slowly coming back off the disabled list, back under the air. And it's, I'm excited to be on with you. We got so much action going on today. But thinking about yesterday, uh, yesterday was interesting for me. I typically, early in the season, when it comes to college football in particular, kind of tread lightly a little bit. But I got a little jiggy with it yesterday and got into totals. <laughs> I really stayed away from the size. But I did get after it yesterday. I just woke up and was just feeling myself and still doing rehab on myself. I had major knee surgery, so that's why I'm coming off the DL here, but I was. I was really excited that college football was back, and so I, I dug in deeply and did very well yesterday. So it was a it was a great day and was able to, I'm going to carry a little momentum over into today. Now, more times for those of us that have been betting for a long time, Femi, we know that momentum in, when it comes to sports betting is as good as your next bet, and I've got plenty of them going today, but as far as yesterday goes in college football, especially attacking totals 
totals and looking at the unders. Femi, for me, I'm really a, more of a dog un- and an under player, and there was plenty of opportunities yesterday. Yeah, plenty of opportunities for those. Dogs were barking per usual in college football early on in this season. You mentioned today's plays. We have MLB, a full slate once again in Major League Baseball. We're not going to forget about the diamond, even though it is now football season here, especially with college football kicking off in its entirety yesterday. Also, the PGA Tour wrapping things up with the FedEx Cup playoffs. The Tour Championship is going underway. We'll touch on that. We'll look ahead to next Sunday's. James, can you believe this? The final Sunday until February 20th of NFL football here. So we're going to get NFL football starting next Sunday, which I'm sure will add a little more extra juice to this Sunday lineup here. But before we get into everything that's going on today, you mentioned that you were attacking totals, you were attacking unders. Sounds like you did pretty well here. What really stood out to you and what really led to you kind of leaning towards the side of unders early on here in the season? Think about it here. Now teams did get this is different from last year. We're not a whole lot, not a whole lot. They didn't have spring ball last year and not a lot of practices leading up to week zero and or week one, which was yesterday. But uh, to me, it just takes a little while for, for players. You can't simulate game speed in practice as much as you want to do it, as well as the physicality of what games are going to be like, especially some of the higher profile games where you know they're going to be out there racing and they're on national TV. Young fellas excited, a lot of adrenaline. Sometimes the coaches, they yeah, be a little conservative early, knowing that these young players, these student athletes, got to get some of those jitters out, and that adrenaline is flying high, and maybe take a hit or two, maybe a little conservative on the offensive play calling. So when we're talking about totals, really was digging into the first half totals, staying away for the most part from the full game, but looking at first half totals, did that on Friday as well as yesterday. So that's just kind of the approach for me as far as week one was concerned, was just feeling like maybe a little more conservative coming out, like I said, for the coaches and maybe these players need to get themselves a couple licks in before they get themselves acclimated to the speed of the game. Yeah, that's a great point right there. And like those are kind of the handicapping uh, angles that we can look at here early on in the season that you always want to keep in mind uh, because last year we had limited fans, sometimes even no fans. That tends to help the offense, at least what we learned in 2020 there. But James, was there a game that you felt that you absolutely just nailed in terms of from a handicapping perspective said, hey, I think this is going to play out this way. And then once the ball kicked off, it went in that direction and you just kind of sat back and, and waited to count your money after the 60 minutes of football. As a couple of them, let's start with the first game that we had for one of the first big games that was kickoff yesterday. Penn State and Wisconsin played the under in that game, also played Penn State, found a six and a half. And I think that's the thing out here, too, Femi, is I have in Colorado, we just came on board last year as far as legalized sports wagering. And you can dig around and find a lot of different lines of a lot of different books here. We have so many operators to choose from. And I think that's to a better's advantage. It is a better's market here for sure. And was able to find a six plus six and a half for Penn State at even money as well as laying a dollar five. So shopping around from that standpoint, but really just thinking about that game and just the, the, the ineptitude at the quarterback position, really on both sides, in particular thinking about Wisconsin and Graham Mertz and not being getting down to the red zone, not being able to finish. I think they got down there four times yesterday and only came away scoring opportunity one time. So, and then the other side for Penn State, defensively, both sides played very well defensively, but I think it was more so I was going against those two 
quarterbacks as far as the total was concerned, both first half and ultimately the game. I just played the first half total under in Penn State plus the points. But it got the it got the Saturday morning off to a good start for me from that perspective, just feeling like, all right, kind of game plan going that way, very conservative for both sides, and quarterback play notwithstanding, we're not going to see a lot of big plays in the passing game. Had one big play from Clifford over the top for Penn State, but ultimately that was really about it. So that game kind of ugly game, Femi, but it played out just like we were saying. Sometimes you just hold your nose and you're forced to watch a bad contest, but from that <laughs> perspective, we were all about defense, and that was a great game. Yeah, and I was funny. I was traveling. Also, I was in transit during that game, but I caught some of it at the airport and everything coming back from a wedding, uh, but I digress, but it's, it, to me, it's just ugly football indeed. Uh, it was Big Ten football at its finest. I, I, I honestly might have just ripped up a Graham Mertz Heisman ticket. Uh, I bet him 125 to 1 before the start of the season. I think that one has, uh, has already been settled to the no um, from the way he played yesterday in a pretty big spot at home against the Penn State Nittany Lions there. Uh, but we also have college football going on today. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish taking on the Florida State Seminoles. That one is in Tallahassee. Right now I'm looking at DraftKings. Notre Dame laying seven, a total of 54 and a half. So that's kind of trending under. You mentioned how these unders have been playing uh, and have been successful for you thus far, but that one's going under. We'll dive into that game a little bit more. But going back to what we saw yesterday, was there a team that impressed you or disappointed you? A team that you had questions about going into the season that you think that you could kind of glean something from? We don't want to overreact. Uh, it's just week one and everything, but we also don't want to underreact and ignore a data point here uh, early on in the season. But anyone that impressed or disappointed um, after the first uh, week of football? I got to say, just flat, and don't want to overreact and get too excited here, but Bryce Young for Alabama. Well, Wanted yeah. to see young fellow coming out, a lot of hype around him, and was he going to be able to, and, and playing Miami, and Miami had lost a lot of talent, especially their, their, their pass rush to the NFL over the draft this past year. But wanted to see how does not only so much his throwing acumen, which was tremendous yesterday, but just his presence. I wanted to see his footwork and his presence in the pocket and how comfortable. I, I was really impressed with how comfortable he looked in there in the pocket. Very prepared. So credit to the coaching staff. We know that's what it looks like at Alabama. Top shelf coaching staff. And they had a lot of changeover, a lot of turnover, not only from a personnel standpoint of all the, all the talent that left for the NFL, from the skill positions to the offensive line, but also some transition on the coaching staff too. Three new offensive coordinator with O'Brien coming over and, and two other new assistants on the offensive side. Really just wanted to see where that was going to play out. That was one of the games I had to sweat that first half under out. It was sitting at 31 and Alabama did their part. Thankfully Miami was just as inept as what I thought they were with De'Ara King coming back just eight months removed from ACL surgery. Definitely not sitting out there comfortable 100% but just the poise and the presence I think we're going to see it not only from a, a a playmaking standpoint for Bryce Young out there being able to throw the ball, uh, decision-making, but really just I think he's got that presence about leadership. He's a very soft-spoken type of player. They talked about it a lot on the broadcast, and he was as good, if not better, than advertised yesterday, Femi. Yeah, Bryce Young now the the new favorite to win the Heisman at DraftKings and pretty much every book uh, surpassing Oklahoma's Spencer Rattler there. But that Alabama line against Miami, that closed 19 and a half, 20 at some spots with a total of 62 or 61 and a half. And the Crimson Tide, they, they looked as good as advertised, maybe even a little bit better because we talked about how they lost all that talent to the NFL, especially in the first round. And like we've been mentioning all summer, they don't rebuild, they just reload. And 
And so far, so good there for Alabama as they are the title favorite to once again repeat as national champions. We'll talk a little Heisman on the other side of the break, but what did you think about UCLA? Because that's the team to me that really jumped out. Being a West Coast guy, coming from Seattle, I, I'm always locked in on Pac-12 football. And speaking of disappointments, how about my Washington Huskies losing to an FCS school, uh, only scoring seven points and reaching the red zone just one time. But uh, we won't go too far into that because I don't want to get angry here on this fine Sunday morning. But UCLA Bruins, uh, we saw all the momentum on that line. The, the, the market really liked them in this spot. I think it opened four and a half, closed one and a half in some spots there. And Chip Kelly and these Bruins continued what they did the week before against Hawaii and just really were physical and dominant in that ground game. It looked like I was watching Chip Kelly from his days in Eugene in the mid-2000s there. What, what did you think of UCLA coming into the season? And, and what's your kind of read on them after seeing two weeks of the Bruins since they played last week in Week 0, dominating an LSU team up front? I think coming into the season, it was I needed to assess. And for, for me, Femi, I'm definitely an eye test guy when it comes to betting sports. I've got to see teams come out and play. And, and regardless of whatever sport it is, you're talking football, basketball, etc. I'm definitely one that I just want to see not only how they perform on the field, but what kind of, what do we see on the sideline? I'm big into body language and chemistry and leadership and cohesiveness. And I think from the UCLA standpoint, was really impressed. The game plan was, and this is what they need to do to be successful, I know I know. with Thompson Robinson out there, DTR, he's not the most accurate of passers. He can move the football down the field. He will want to try to take some shots, but he also can move around in the pocket. But it was really the commitment to saying we are going to be for four quarters. We know LSU and you got some dudes on your side and some athletes there, especially on that defensive line. But we're going to show that Pac-12 football can be physical. And that's exactly what UCLA was yesterday. You'd mentioned the rushing. Over 200 yards rushing yesterday and couple that with six, only 16 pass attempts. That was the game plan going in. They were the more physical team on both sides of the football. And then the other piece too is they looked. The, they were the they, they were the better prepared team. They looked more organized. They just looked better coached from all three phases of that football game. I was really impressed with UCLA. That was another game I was leaning towards LSU in that spot, and the number kept going away and dropping down, down to two. And I ended up laying off of that and went back to what was working for me yesterday and just played that first half total. I forget what that number was, uh, but it didn't come anywhere close to that total. might have been 31, something like that. But uh, that's where it was, and that was kind of what I was anticipating. Ground game for both teams. That's what I was more so surprised with was the lack of a ground attack from LSU. Only 49 yards rushing on 25 attempts. They pretty much abandoned the run, and it was just drop back, throw, 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 especially when they got behind. So the physicality, the preparation, better coach team yesterday were the UCLA Bruins in all facets of the game. Yeah, UCLA now 75-1 to to win the national title at DraftKings. I don't know if there's any value there, and I'm not even sure I'd be interested in playing that, but uh, interesting to see the market now kind of respecting UCLA. Uh, I have a UCLA 14-1 to ticket to win the Pac-12, um, but it, it, so far they've looked like the most impressive team in the Pac-12, but we know there's a lot of football left to be played, and like we said, we don't want to overreact here. But it's interesting. We've made it 12 minutes or so in the show so far here on the pregame show, and we've yet to talk about Georgia Clemson and it was the game of the week. Might Didn't really live up to it on the field, but some good stuff to, to take away from that game. Nonetheless, there, Georgia defeating Clemson 10-3. to The dogs close, I believe, a two-and-a-half point underdog there, and that appeared to be the right side as Georgia just from start to finish dominated Clemson. Uh, that defense, James, I mean, my goodness, sacked DJ Uwe Ungalale yeah. seven times, pressured him 
game a number of other times there. And the difference in that game was a pick six in the second quarter that kind of flipped things for, for Georgia there. But what did you take away from Georgia and even Clemson as well with the issues that they had up front? And it, it, this offense now, it's, it's looking a little shaky for, for the Tigers. And it is a tremendous defensive front that the Tigers did face yesterday. And there was more transition. We talk about roster moves, and, and we know that happens in college football. And a lot of a lot of talent left to the NFL, too, namely the quarterback position and the wide receiver position <laughs> and a little transition up front offensively on the offensive line. But, yeah, it was the defensive game as advertised. That one hit the under easily at 24 in the first half. I didn't play the full game under, but no sweat either way here. And I think that's where – just feeling like they didn't. You, you mentioned the 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 pressure and the seven sacks on DJ, and j- you saw his feet, and they were happy feet. He was under duress. Whether they were bringing five, six, or even three, uh, a number of times they got they got home to him. They got in that backfield th- with just rushing three, and the kid never felt comfortable, and it never really felt like there was much of an adjustment for Clemson. It just kept drop back, drop back. Hey, hang in there, kid, and make some plays. No, they didn't really change any of the game. It didn't look like they were trying to do anything to change up and help him out get him outside the pocket find some easy throws for him to make with that pressure coming throwing a screen here or there and they weren't able to run the football collectively <laughs> two yards rushing for for Clemson in that game at defensive performance for sure dominant defensive performance from Georgia very good defensive uh, performance from Clemson as well you mentioned the pick six that was the only score as far as a touchdown was concerned no offensive touchdowns in that game for for either side, but Georgia was the, they looked hungrier, especially up front, and it just looked like there was some confusion and maybe a lack of preparation in some respects with these new players having to step into these bigger roles for the Clemson Tigers in that respect, but hats off to Georgia in that defensive front, clearly the best unit on the field. Yeah, it's interesting. Georgia now is 4-1 to one on DraftKings to win the title. I don't think there's really much value in that sense because they're going to have to beat Alabama in the SEC title game, and they might have to beat them again in the college football playoffs so maybe if you like georgia bet them game to game or wait uh or i don't know how you would attack it james but um but yeah to me georgia looked really good offensively i still have some questions because you mentioned only touchdown was a pick six so we'll see if jt daniels and that offense can get things going once the competition lessens a little bit here uh as we move forward in the regular season but on the other side we're gonna deep dive notre dame florida state it's our college football sunday night football edition here on the pregame show don't go anywhere where it's VSIT, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. 
Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start planning your football contest strategy. And the VEASAN Pro Football Guide is the perfect way to start. Our VEASAN experts have won major football contests around Las Vegas, and our guide will give insight on against-the-spread contests as well as survivor pools to give you a winning edge. Download the VEASAN NFL Guide today for only $19.99 or get VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Femi Bebefe alongside James Salinas. It is the pregame show here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. James, we're going to talk a little contest strategy and just because you're a contest winner here. So if we have a winner, we might as well pick your brain on it. That'll be going on in the next hour once we get underway with betting across America. But here in this hour, wanted to continue the college football discussion. And we mentioned overreacting, underreacting. Well, the markets are going to react to the data point that we just had meaning we should take a look at the Heisman odds. Right now, we, we mentioned it in the last segment there, but Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback, is now the new favorite to be the Heisman Trophy winner, according to the betting odds. You take a look at the screen there, Bryce Young at 5-1 to one has surpassed Spencer Rattler, who is the preseason favorite of the Oklahoma Sooners. He's now 7-1. to one. DJ Uwe sitting at 11-1 to one after the loss, and he had a rough statistical day uh, against the Georgia Bulldogs defense there. JT Daniels 12-1. CJ Stroud, the Ohio State quarterback, was really good last Thursday against the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Sam Howell drops to 20-1 to after a not-so-good showing in Blacksburg against Virginia Tech. Desmond Ritter, kind of an interesting guy at Cincinnati. A lot of momentum about this Bearcats team. He's sitting at 20-1. to I even saw on DraftKings Ritter was 35-1. to Could be an interesting play there. But anything kind of jump out to you in this Heisman market? It's such a fluid market, James, all throughout the season. And market entry, of course, as always, is the name of the game here. But anything jump out to you when you look at that board there? 
I think that here we don't want to overreact from one game. And you talked about DJ and what a tough matchup he had to go against yesterday for Georgia. But it's going to go nowhere but up for Clemson in that offense once they get into conference play. I mean, you look at the ACD, ACC didn't show out very well. The top dogs in that conference, you think about North Carolina, Miami, and and Clemson, uh, none of those really performed well. Neither of those teams, all three teams lost. All three teams were really handled in their games, and I think that's going to be the, the if you if you think about where the ACC play is going to be this season, uh, I think there's we're, we're going to see some positive regression for sure for DJ and that offense for the Clemson Tigers, but kind of following down the line, I know there was some concerns about Rattler and not having a great game, especially early on, got picked off a couple times yesterday, and that was just a really flat effort in the second half from Oklahoma, but same kind of deal there for Oklahoma, with the Oklahoma on their way out, and the Big 12 just really off, from a defensive standpoint, it's going to be a pretty soft schedule for Spencer Rattler and that offense to start to get on track as the season progresses. Uh, still some options there as far as Rattler is concerned because I think they're going to talk about it's really just lighting up scoreboards and, and the box score and statistics wise I don't want to get too far ahead of myself but I think still I'm not ready to jump off the ship with Rattler I know we see Bryce Young has moved up as the favorite at plus five dollars and rightfully so just tremendous poise that he showed yesterday in that pocket but going to face some tough stiffer defenses as SEC plays because Miami as uh, all the hype around the Hurricanes this is not the U this is not the teams that we've seen back in the 80s and the early 90s. This is not the same type of talent there. It's not really a good football team, nor is it a very well-coached football team either. But taking nothing away from Alabama, that offense, what Bryce Young was able to do yesterday. But I'd be wanting to find something further down if we could find a little more, something that, that we could find with a better. You talked about Desmond Ritter sitting there at 20-1 to 1 with Cincinnati. And mm-hmm. what is their schedule going to play out there at the AAC? And potentially, yeah, he's going to have some big plays last night. Now, granted, the competition was was outside of their conference, but I think there's opportunities there for Ritter to make some big plays sitting at 20 to 1. I'd want to look for something further down the board as far as value is concerned for my money. Yeah, I'm with you on Rattler there, and I might be biased. I have an 8-1 to ticket from the preseason on Rattler, but if the Oklahoma defense, if their performance yesterday is any indication of what they're going to do in 2021, I think Rattler's going to have to put up those video game numbers, those big play numbers, if this team is going to fulfill its expectations of winning the Big 12. So I think you're going to get Rattler not a whole lot of resting or only playing two and a half, three quarters, because they're going to be in, in some tighter games, especially when conference play gets underway there with the defense that's not so great we we heard it was going to be better this year but yesterday's performance against Tulane was a uh, subpar to say the less there so Rattler would be the guy that I look at or maybe like you mentioned somebody down the board or if you like Iowa State Brock Purdy 35 to 1 at DraftKings that could be a look there as well Dorian Thompson Robinson UCLA guy how hot are you on the Bruins they're 50 to 1 at DraftKings there DTR is to win the Heisman but we'll talk a little bit more about the two games that we have left in the week one college football slate. Notre Dame FSU tonight, Louisville Ole Miss coming up Monday night. It is the pregame show on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to the 
pregame show here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Femi Abebefe alongside James Salinas out in Denver. It is the pregame show here, and it's a fine Sunday morning, uh, the Sunday of Labor Day weekend. So that means we have a football game tonight in college football, and we have one tomorrow on Labor Day. But let's start with tonight's game. Notre Dame laying seven against Florida State in Tallahassee, a total of 54.5. That total was 55.5 when I was looking earlier this morning. So you mentioned the unders, James. I'm not sure if it's the folks listening to us right now hammering that under, but uh, that definitely seems to be the where the momentum is heading towards in this game, kicking off tonight at 4.30 from uh, Tallahassee, Florida. Speaking about the total, first half sitting at 27 and a half. I played that under, and I also played it under for the full game. This one I did do double duty on it, and under 56 is what I got it earlier this morning. And it, it kind of sets up, we talked about it, you talked about Notre Dame and a lot of transition, lost nine players to the NFL draft, including Ian Book, who is the, the winningest quarterback there at Notre Dame. And his replacement, it's going to be Jack Cohen. The Wisconsin transfer couldn't beat out Graham Mertz there at Wisconsin. Yeah, stellar performance from that Wisconsin offense in the passing game from Graham Mertz. So, wow, what are we going to take away from that, right? If Jack Cohen couldn't beat that, you know, and he did get injured early, and that allowed last year, that allowed Mertz to go in and, and seize the role, and that's who they move forward with this season. Now Cohen moving over to Notre Dame. I think this, I think that's kind of be the game plan here. Now losing nine starters from that Notre Dame offense from a year ago, they do bring Kyron Williams back, and I think we're going to see a steady dose of Williams running the football. He ran all over Florida State in that game last year, and I remember that game last year in South Bend. It was it was a, a night game, Saturday night game, high-profile game, national television, and a lot of turnovers early, fumbled punts. It was really a sloppy game, especially from Florida State. We saw a sloppy play from Florida State all season long last year, but I think that's the – we talked about the transition for offense there for Notre Dame, maybe more of a conservative game plan going with Williams running the football as well as the other side now some uh, transition from the quarterback position is it going to be Mackenzie Milton who's going to come in transfer from UCF blew his knee out really gruesome injury great to see that the kid is back and able to walk again for one and then be able to suit up and go compete at uh, at the college football level to be sure but he hasn't played since 2018 we're going to see Jordan Travis who's more so of a runner maybe we'll see both a bit of both and a couple different packages from from each offense but again two teams that haven't played a lot of transition on offense for both of these teams here nationally televised game going to be a lot of hype going to be a lot of adrenaline and, and butterflies going early for those for, for those young players, I think we'll see probably more of a conservative conservative start from both offenses for both teams. That's why I'm just I'm sticking with the total. I'm, I missed the best number. I liked it. You talked about nine and a half. That's where it opened. Mm-hmm. Now it's down to seven. Usually I'll just stay away from that. I did like the plus nine and a half from that standpoint. I missed the boat on it, so no play for me on the side. I'm just going to stick with the two plays that I've made on the total. Under 27 and a half in the first half, under 56 for the full game. Yeah, that under 27 and a half, that total for the first half is still widely available. Uh, Looking at the odds boards here at South Point, uh, over at Circa, um, the total at even South Point is 54. So if you like the under, it looks like it's heading in that direction here. I'm not sure what it's going to close at, but uh, hop on now, especially in that uh, that first half look there. But the the side you mentioned that you don't really have a play in it, I'm on plus nine and a half with the Seminoles there. What's the – is there any – point where you entertain a buyback to maybe play Notre Dame is it would you have to would you need six and a half or or what would you need to maybe look at the fighting Irish as the value on the Seminoles has uh, as appears to be long gone 
you do have an opportunity there for middle. It is on the key number of seven. I don't think that number is going to move off. I would assume that number is probably going to stay there and, and it's going to settle. That's where the market is. And it's, they'll get action on both sides, potentially more action coming back on Notre Dame at the seven. Uh, so you could, and you can try to middle that small number. You still have the eight that's available and the nine. If in the case of you, you right now for you have a nine and a half. So you could, and maybe that's more so something that you can do in game. If you're feeling like, all right, I'm not really liking how this game is going. And that's the beauty of, where we're at in this day and age now in 2021 and over the last few years where we have the advent of uh, being able to have live wagering. And that's probably, if I was sitting where you're at, I'd probably stick with the 9.5. I like the number where it is. That's what I would have played if I would have gotten that number. Uh, But if you're looking to try to either get a middle or maybe even buy back and get off of that, depending on how the game is going, that's the beauty of in-game. So for me, I I don't feel comfortable with either side because I just have question marks offensively for both teams. I think we're going to see a more prepared team on the Notre Dame side there with Kelly and we know what they're going to we know what the identity of that offense is going to look like I think it's going to be a team that is going to be committing to running the football tonight it's for my so my, my other side is this I just don't know what are we going to see out of Milton how effective is he going to be I hope, I'm rooting for the kid I'm hoping he's out there and he can be healthy and, and be a playmaker at least for the season maybe not so much tonight based on my total plays and playing the under but I just don't know what we're going to see out of Florida State it was a bad, a bad season all the way around both offensively and defensively for Florida State so nowhere else to go but up for the Seminoles in this contest but I'll just lay off the side yeah that in-game point I think is a great point there and that's one I'll be looking at if if Florida State jumps out to a 10-0 lead or something like that I'll try to create some big window there and if if you're adverse to playing totals uh, I know some people don't like totals in particular but maybe maybe look in-game for one of the sides if a, a spot appears to be advantageous for you. FSU, though, in terms of trends, I don't know if you're a trends guy. James, 0-4 ATS in their last four season openers. We'll see if they can buck that trend. I'm hoping they can as I hold a a 9.5 ticket. But we'll touch on Monday's game here right now. Uh, Louisville taking on Ole Miss. The big news out of that one, Lane Kiffin tested positive for COVID-19, so he will not be on the sidelines in that game. But the Ole Miss Rebels will be laying 10. It's a neutral side game in Atlanta. And the total right now now for that one is 76 I've played the over I played over 75 and a half I don't think either team will be able to stop the other one uh, but w- what would you look in this game uh, thus far I know you've been talking unders but I'm gonna t- I'm gonna go the brave path and, and go over uh, with that number of 75 and a half but now sitting at 76 pretty much everywhere this is not a total that I'm going to play under. And I know this right. is a massive number, but a team just, the, the, just thinking about Ole Miss and what we've seen from Lane Kiffin based on last year, the tempo that they want to play at and Corral, how well he may playmaker is the quarterback there and getting that up to now. We know Kiffin won't be there playing, making the play calls, but the game plan's already intact and they've been practicing all offseason. They're ready for this game. And so the game plan will be there. Maybe some in-game adjustments of what the play calling might look like. But yeah, as far as, the tempo of the game. We know Ole Miss plays fast offensively. We also know defensively they they need them to, to score because they can't really stop anybody either. And then on the other side with Louisville, Malik Cunningham is a tremendous playmaker. Great with his feet. Great with the throwing the football down the field. I think we're going to see plenty of points in that game tomorrow night. So as far as playing that total sitting at 76, it's juicy to play the under. That's a huge number. But with this tempo and this matchup, not a play I'm going to make. It's over or nothing for me with the total. Yeah, Ole Miss, whenever they 
they're a favorite in their last 25, 17 and 8 to the over. We hope that uh, comes to fruition tomorrow night there. But don't go away. We talk a little MLB. James has some plays on the diamond. You'll want to hear them here on the pregame show. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Now is the perfect time for you to huddle up with the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. The guide is only $19.99 and available now. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It's Femi Bebefage, James Salinas. It is the pregame show here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And we talked a lot of NFL, not a lot of NFL, we talked a lot of college football. Going to talk a little NFL in the other side. But, James, you have some baseball plays here this afternoon, starting with the games happening in about 10, 15 minutes here. Uh, five, by my count, five plays that you have on the slate today. We'll start out in the Bronx, the Orioles and the Yankees. Yankees minus 335, Orioles plus 260 with a total of 10. What do you like in that one between the O's and the Bronx Bombers? 
not taking either side or the total here. Just looking what the number is. It's uh, it's three and three dollars three fifty is what the number is right now. And I think she just won the set. Sorry, I'm a little distracted. I've got some action on this tennis. Hey now, it looks like she just served <laughs> for the first set. Vitalina just won the first set six three. So good there. All there right, back go. to baseball. Uh, I did. I didn't play the Yankees here. Too big of a number. Now the Yankees. You know, they, we know they went on that big run. They've won fifteen out of their. They've won fifteen out of the last twenty here. Last night did not perform well. Didn't get a hit till the seventh inning. And I don't like. It just seems like a big price here. I'm almost tempted to take the Orioles just at the plus two seventy five. See plus two ninety at a couple spots. But I'm not going to do that here. We do have Keegan Aiken back on the mound today, and uh, it's season long numbers are pretty ugly for Aiken. But you know, honestly, his last few starts, his past three starts, he's at least pitched five innings for the Orioles for whatever that's worth. It is a small sample size against this current Yankees roster, but he's only allowed one extra base hit and 35 at-bats to this Yankees team, but he's not fooling anybody when he faces the Yankees. Out of those 35 at-bats, only six strikeouts, and that's where I'm going here. So this is, a, this is it depends on where you're at, what state you're in. Here in Colorado, we have a lot of opportunities for player props when it comes to pitchers, and that's where I'm going here. I did bet the under with Aiken's pitcher prop when it comes to strikeouts. It was sitting at four and a half. It was juiced to the over. I'm going to go the other way, and I'm going to go under here, under four and a half strikeouts. It's plus a dollar five here, so we got something going here, so we can keep that on one of the other TVs that I have down here in my home studio, Femi, as when the, the next hour comes up when this game starts, but that's I'm staying away from Kluber, because I think Kluber here, thinking about this big price, he's only making his second start since coming back from missing three months with that shoulder strain. He got tagged on Monday and Anaheim for five earned runs in just four innings. I think he gave a grand slam as well. So yeah. not a not a play I want to lay. Definitely not laying that big price. So I'll just stick with Aiken going the under with his strikeouts, four and a half, plus money for me, plus 105. I absolutely love it. Not a side, not a total. We're going exotic with a K prop there with Keegan Aiken under four and a half. And we're getting that plus money, so definitely love the plus money. But also in the AL East, Toronto is hosting the Oakland A's, and I'm looking at the DraftKings odds right now. Uh, the Blue Jays, minus 220, the A's, plus 180. Toronto's sneaking themselves back into this AL wildcard race there. The total, nine and a half. Are you going with the A's, or are you still like Robbie Ray on the mound for, uh, for the Blue Jays there? Well, I really like Robbie Ray on the mound, but I don't like laying $2. That's a little too steep for me. But thinking about this series here, going for the home sweep against the A's and kind of, you know, that's helped. The, they've won six out of the last seven have Toronto here, kind of keeping them on the fringe. They trail the Red Sox right now for that final that final wild card spot by five games. But really, it's Robbie Ray and how well he's pitched. He, he has pitched at least six innings in 15 of his last 17 starts, along with 142 strikeouts in those 17 starts. And and kind of put himself, talk about the Jays being on the fringe and getting maybe potentially with that last wild card spot. Well, now I think Robbie Ray is putting himself on the fringe as far as the discussion goes with the Cy Young Award in the American League. And he's just been tremendous for the Blue Jays, especially the second half of the season. I didn't want to lay that $2, but I do really trust Robbie Ray in this spot here. I think Oakland, uh, Oakland is really sliding. We've seen that now they're sitting there tied. Seattle has brought themselves up and they are currently tied with the Oakland 
Oakland A's sitting, what, about four, I think they're four games back of Oakland for that final wild card spot. I'm not going to lay the $2. Here's another player prop, though, or a pitcher <laughs> prop in this sense, Femi, is with Robbie Ray. It's sitting at his outs are sitting at 17 and a half outs. Now, you got to pay some juice to it. This isn't, it's a $1.60 to lay that juice for him basically to go six innings, which I said he has done 17. He's done 15 out of his last 17 starts. That's where I went with this one. I did lay the juice. I'm not really one. I'm pretty frugal when it came, comes to laying kind of prices like that, but I like this spot here for Robbie Ray. Over 17 and a half outs. I did lay the $1.60, but that's where I'm going here. That's the only play I have in this matchup. All right, let's keep going down the line here. Cleveland taking on the Boston Red Sox there. Boston, you mentioned them in the AL wildcard race right now. They have that four-game lead over Seattle and Toronto, or rather Seattle and Oakland, rather. Uh, the Red Sox, though, minus 135 on the money line there. Cleveland at plus 115, a total of 10. So we're expecting to see some runs out there at Fenway Park. But is there a side or total or, or maybe another player prop that you like in this one here? This one I went with Cleveland. I took the doll. I took the plus one fifteen, and ultimately we have a pitcher change for Boston. It's going to be Cutter, Cutter Crawford coming up. They had to pull him up from AAA because Pavetta was scheduled to pitch. Well, he's now the tenth Red Sox to hit the COVID list this past week for for Boston. It's just COVID's running rapid, unfortunately, through that clubhouse. So this is a really short roster. So it was a, a call up that they have to have for AAA. It's going to be his first big league start. Sometimes you know you don't really have a whole lot of scouting reports. Out of this outside of the scouting report of what he's done in the minor leagues, uh, so I'm going the full game here, and I'm going to take the full nine with Cleveland plus the 115 with Plezak. Now Plezak has gotten himself righted here, and he had his, he's coming off his best start of the season last week on Tuesday against Kansas City, seven shutout innings, and he's lost just once in his past 15 starts. So Plezak, you can count on him to give quality starts each and every time he gets the ball, and I think that's what we'll see here. This is just a Red Sox team right now that has really depleted that roster, that lineup. I think you got Kyle Schwarber is, is he's fleet of foot. We know that. He's going to be play, He's going to be batting leadoff today, I believe, for the Red Sox. So it's, it's just a, uh, it's a lineup right now, and it's a pitching staff, not only from the starters, but also some relievers that are that are hurting right now and on that COVID list. So that's where I'm going with this. I was kind of surprised we didn't get a better number considering Plezak on the mound. And I know Cleveland is not a juggernaut offensively here, but you have a, a, a young fellow just getting a quick call-up, making his first big league start. I think that's going to be a tall order. I'll play Cleveland plus 115 for the full nine innings. And I know you have a couple more plays on the diamond there, but we'll save those for betting across America at the top of the hour. We call that a tease, folks. So you have to stick with us here on VEASAN if you want uh, the, the rest of James's betting card there in the MLB action. But you mentioned Robbie Ray as a potential uh, Cy Young winner here in the American League. Right now I'm looking at his odds at DraftKings, plus 330. The favorite, the odds-on favorite is Garrett Cole of the Yankees, minus 280. Would you play that number with Ray at plus 330? Or, or would you maybe even look at Lance Lynn at plus 425? Or you think that Cole has this thing wrapped up here in the final month of the season? Cole is finally now he's gotten through the sticky stuff and learned how to adjust. That's just my I'm just suspecting not only with not only with Cole but a lot of other fellas were using that that <laughs> uh, sticky substance early on. Um, but he's riding himself a really tremendous outing the last few outings for Cole and I think he's the front runner back up there again. I actually have Lynn sitting at 33 to one. I bet that in the preseason was doing okay until now he went on the injured list with a the hammy. There's a number of players right now for the White Sox that are on the injured list, uh, but now those 
those numbers are just too short, I think, right now for me to get involved with. I don't want to take I, – I like what we've seen with Robbie Ray, especially this last second – you know, these last two months. He's been tremendous. I think that's the biggest thing with Ray. His issues were his command. And we he couldn't go beyond – really, sometimes beyond five innings. His pitch count would get so high, he has the ability to strike folks out. He's, and anytime you're striking folks out, you know that pitch count is going to go up. But it was really working deep counts, and that's what we haven't seen. Robbie Ray has been really able to command that fastball, that high, that four-seam fastball on both sides of the plate. Uh, he's been able to command that incredibly well. So c- credit to that coaching staff there, that pitching coach staff with the Blue Jays to be able to lock in as mechanics, keep him dialed in with his command. Tremendous season so far from Robbie Ray. But as far as getting involved now, you mentioned it, 400 plus 450. We missed it. I, I'm just one that I missed. We talked about Florida State. They were plus 9.5. Now it's plus 7. I don't like taking numbers and taking plays when I miss the best of it and definitely miss the best of it. I don't know where Robbie Way was with his numbers earlier in the year. You mentioned Lance Lynn, 33-1. to 1. I wouldn't want to get involved with him now. His number's really short, especially with him being on the injured list at this point, and we've seen a little regression from him because of that injury that he sustained with his hamstring. So I think I won't get involved. I'm still holding on to that ticket, uh, even though it's, <laughs> it's starting to crumble a little bit for Lance Lynn here. But missing the numbers, I usually just stay away from plays like that at this point in the season. Yeah, no, I'm looking at the standings here, and let's, we can keep it with the Toronto theme. The Blue Jays being five games back. DraftKings has the make-the-playoffs prop. Blue Jays plus 650 right now. Do you look at any of those? As, I mean, these wildcard races, the American League one looks like it's starting to open up just to touch the NL one. We see the, the Padres have really crept back into things. Reds slipping a little bit, even though their schedule is pretty favorable in the final month here. Any wildcard race uh, make-the-playoffs? bet that you're looking to make or any World Series bet that you're looking at here with the final month of the season? Well, I won't conflict myself because I've got a few tickets out there right now, like the Phillies to win the NL East, and that that team just can't take advantage of, of where the Braves are standing right now. But you mentioned you mentioned Toronto. We know that lineup when they're fully healthy, which they are now, and some of the moves that they made in the at the trade deadline to bolster that pitching staff. Uh, it potentially there, but they've got a lot of tough games. They've got a number again. They've still got two sets. They got seven games with New York. They still have looks like they've got six games against Tampa Bay as well, and we know how hot both of those teams have been running so probably at this point the the number is pretty juicy there but i just don't think the schedule plays out right now for toronto even though they're playing better this past week schedule is going to be tough here these last 25 plus games yeah, I was looking at the Padres. They're plus 180 to make the playoffs. So if you think that talented Padres roster with we think is the eventual MVP in Fernando Tatis Jr. can get things done. But the schedule is very difficult nonetheless out there for San Diego. But hey, James and I, we're not going away, so you better not go away either. Betting Across America is up next here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.